right, Hashow Podcast number two. Welcome back to the Everything Cannabis Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Davis. Today we're joined once again by the one and only Hashow, Mike Impossumato. If you missed the first pod with Hashow, be sure to go back and check it out. Today we're diving into what's happening right now in cannabis and life. Welcome back, sir. It's good to see you. It's very good to see you. How are things? What's happened since the last time we talked? Tell me everything. Oh, my God. That's where we're starting. (laughs) Well, the last time that we got together was the first time I ever had strep throat. So that that. was a struggle. And I didn't even know I had it at the time. Yeah. I found out days later. So that was a struggle. And I've never had it before. So that sucked. So since strep throat, um, my kid turned six. Nice. I've been unemployed for a while and I'm working on uh, my charity event, the 30th of uh, September. Nice. So let's dive into uh, into that. So you're uh, quote unquote unemployed. Mm-hmm. Last time we talked. Uh, I was. I'm, I, I'm currently employed. Nice. Nice. I guess we'll break the news here. We're going to break the We're news. We're breaking on news. Yeah. What's Hasho doing now? What's Hasho doing now? That's exactly right. We're going to get into it. So we will uh, break the news. Nice. Hey. Break. Pause. Hey, Wait, what's going what's on, up, man? buddy? How are you? What's up? Are you guys recording? Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Come on in. We're taking a pause for We're you. We're doing a pause. All right, cool. Yeah, so jumping in. So last time, um, I think we were discussing your involvement in the legal side. So, you know, Ghost Drops, uh, founding legal brand, Big Concentrates, and operating high variety. So Rest I've, in peace. I've come to understand that you've taken a step back in a, in a little bit of a, you know, strategic way. So do you want to talk a little bit about that or... I mean, wow, how do I want to address that? Okay, so I found it big. Um, I'll just say I stepped away from big recently um, because the information had come to the public about the rapes uh, from one of our employees in his in his past had been charged, convicted, and spent time in a maximum security prison. Fuck, I didn't not hear about this. Is this like the, I haven't heard about it. I'm not in the gossip. Yeah, I, don't, I only have Instagram, like, right? So when something big happens, I usually miss it because anything big is going to be like on Twitter or uh, Facebook. So I woke up maybe at this point, maybe two months ago one morning to a million text messages like, yo, you're the talk of Twitter. Fuck. And I'm like, stomach drops. I'm like, no, no, no. I've been here before. So I was like, all right, but for what? Like, so Samantha is like, did you realize that this individual had a past like this and sent me the news article? And I was like, oh my God, probably like a lot of other people. And the, the true story is the long story short. I mean, I was raised by women. Uh, My grandmother, my mom tattooed on me. Literally raised by women. Uh, um, Run a charity for multiple sclerosis with MS Canada supporting us. Directly working alongside of them. The only thing I was worried about when this information dropped is was the talk of Twitter me or big? And I was just being grouped in. The beauty part was like, there was no mention of Hasho. 
Um, Hashel may be old and ignorant <clears throat> and say things sometimes that are not perfectly thought out or considerate of everybody, even though if you know him, he's more than considerate. Like, I don't care about anything. But when that happened, yes, I had to step away from big. Oh, God. Even after all that time. And when the morals don't align, that's a humongous problem. Fuck, I did not realize that. I, I brought that up in the sense I thought it was more of a strategic thing or like, you know, the new sort of interest rates are too high and the business environments, you know, tightening no, and all that. It's I don't know if you'd ever meet somebody that wants to walk away from something they built. No. That, you know, that's not just a I'm going to wake up one morning and be like, yo, I don't fuck with this anymore. Like, right. I, I, for, for however I feel about the state of the current industry and, and a, a lot of it was strategic prior to big. Yeah. Um, Ghost Drops is simple, and I'll talk about this on camera for the first time. The contract ended. There's no anything else to talk about. When I sold High Variety, that was my exit from High Variety. I stayed on contractually for a bunch of reasons. One of the biggest reasons being Travis, the, the founder, is a good friend of mine. So when the licensing deal came to an end contractually and they decided to close the store in January to pursue like their mom site or whatever, you know, to, to, to fans or people online, it looks like one thing and it's easy to create right. a narrative. That's a lot better of a story than business. Cause the answer right. to all that for you, especially you'd understand business, right? It's a, it's a tough market being a retailer. Dollars don't make sense. No. So that was a that was a ghost drops decision. I don't think that I was like called into a meeting and asked about, you know. Um, the big thing I had to walk away and I've been offered a bunch of stuff in between. But that's where the strategic comes in, because gotcha. now I'm back at home with Bull Rider, where I started in the industry. Was right. Bull Rider. Right, right. Right. I'm back home. So Ghost Drops is a is a contract, you know, that comes to an end naturally. Yeah. Big is your baby, though. And it's. Tell me about that. So like you, you find you founded that company, you yeah. built that, you, yeah. you know, developed the brand into being a leader in the industry, in a nascent industry. Yeah. And then you have to walk away and like it's painful. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or was it kind of like, fuck this? Like it's, I'm, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's a bit of both. I think I explained it to my buddy the best way. It's like you were with a girl for 20 years and then you find out she cheats on you. There's a part of you as a guy that's like, fuck it, man up. I didn't do nothing wrong. I'm going to go be better. And then there's a part of you that if somebody asks you, like, did that shit hurt? You're like, fuck yes. For like the first week, I didn't even know what the fuck I was going to do. I couldn't even take a shower. I was so depressed. Right. So, yeah, it's that. That, yeah. that you know, it went from that sick feeling like, oh, my God, if people think I knew God, yeah. I don't even want to have to defend this type of shit. I'd right. rather have to defend, like, did you punch that guy in the face? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. And I would do it again. Right. But mistreating anybody, and there's been, I'm not going to talk about it, but there's been many occasions where I've gotten phone calls from women directly to me on my personal phone, like, hey, yo, there's a situation and we're not comfortable. They could have went to anybody else. So it was just, man, it's hard. It's so hard. Like, I would just want to, I feel like I just want to hit somebody. 
you know? Because it's a really scummy thing to make the decision to not tell your partner something that critical and not let me make a decision years ago as to how I felt or let me make a decision as to whether or not I wanted to stay at that point. But you took all that away from me by lying to me. Through omission? So this was a thing that I, happened I, in the, I, well in the past and I was pulled, put to bed? I pulled my partner in big aside one day at the facility while I was choosing staff and I was like, I don't want to work with him. Get him out of my facility. We've been down that road before. I was choosing the staff. And he said, that's my uncle. I said, fuck, okay, well, that changes the scenario. Can he be a little bit more personable? Like, does he have to creep everybody out type of shit? Like, I'm not gonna get into it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he was I a get very, it. For, for me, of all people to be like, get this dude out of here. And this is before you knew anything. You, you, I, it's I still a vibe. It's a vibe. Years later, I found out. I, I didn't see, find out you. he did any of this shit till two months ago with everybody else. Gotcha. Now, in that moment, you're my partner. You don't say to me, yo, let's, let's go for a drive. Let's grab a coffee. I'm a 40-year-old man at this point. I have friends in jail for 10 to 12 years that I can't even talk to. It's not like I'm saying that I am perfect or that my friends or any, look, I, we all have whatever, but we're business partners. My life is on the line. You know this very well. I have a family, I have kids, I have a sick wife. Everything rides on me. And you didn't allow me to make a decision for myself. With full information, full context, bad or good or whatever, whatever the fuck. It was. It's, yeah, yeah. Bad or good, we move forward. Right. Not when I find out like this. Right. And then you take into into account, I did the littlest bit of digging. <laughs> I don't even own a computer, so I literally like took my wife's laptop and went, Uh-oh. This person's name. Can I say his name? It's public information. Say it. Who cares? Whatever. Um, and started reading. And I was like, this can't even fucking be true. Like, there's no fucking way. This... This can't be true. Like, it's that fucked up. And it, just, it was sitting in plain sight. Like, you just never looked it up. All and I had never... to do was Google his name for right. three years, two years. Fuck me. Holy shit. But who the fuck? I'm a 43-year-old skateboarder. I don't give a fuck about Google. Right. I don't give a fuck about the internet. Or your partner's whatever uncles. Ha- like, whatever. Fuck, why would bro? you ever do that? I don't why am I going to do a background Jeremy's check name or, you know, on like... somebody's uncle? Right. Yeah. A, a man is in his 70s. Very intelligent, a doctor for fuck's sakes, like a super intelligent human, but the creepiest dude you've ever met. Like, there's no way you'd spend five minutes with him and not be like, yo, don't bring my children around this guy. There's no way. Got yeah. And then you come to find out, like, I don't know, man, like, fuck, dude, like, that was a tough one. That's a tough first That's a tough one. It's like your girl cheats on you, but like not at the beginning of the relationship. And you like found, find out about it kind of thing. Ten years later. Right. You're fuck. like, fuck, really? Like, and everything's now going I don't good trust now. anything you say. Right. We can't go forward. Right. It's impossible. Are you sure? Fucking dead sure, bro. Yeah, yeah. We cannot be friends. Like, we can't even be friends. Don't talk to me. Fuck. And the business prospects. And pull my a- fucking image down off all the big related fucking 
Instagrams, big gold, big coffee, big diapers, big fucking everything. Pull my fucking image down. Next. All right, next question. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Fuck, man. But the like the so the like you're you're cruising along. The business prospects are good. You're yeah. Well, like, all, at one point, like a year ago or two years ago or something, the they were um, valued at twelve point one million. Fuck. So you think me coming from Ontario housing? I'm like, oh my god, like. Sell the fucking company. Like I, I said, like, sell. We're like, we're going to sell shares. We're going to build up into more provinces. And then we're going to do this, this, and this. Right. And then they started a gold company, a coffee company, and another company under big, under the same imagery. Your, the, the, the imagery that you founded. Yeah. And I never got like, hey, do you want to be a part of it? Like, it, it was very fucked. Listen, anybody getting into the legal side... Just make sure you have a fucking incredible lawyer. Because this isn't like the street. There's no like, look, if you did something fucked up enough in the black market, you were either going to get a consequence or you weren't. But it was always a very real possibility. What are you going to do to somebody on the legal side? Like I've heard people say, oh, they don't want to fuck with me. Bro, who are you? You don't control government officials. You're some fucking... You're going to go hurt somebody? Right. You have a legal contract? Go the fuck ahead. Right, right, I'd right. I'd love to see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, fuck, oh my God. Fucking landmark case this is going to be for the world. Yeah, like, yeah. Go and do that. Let's see how that works out for you. No grown man is going to do some stupid shit like that. No. So you walk away and you take your L and... Look, my wife was in the hospital for like eight months in 2021. And every single day for the first three or four months, it was a real possibility that she was never going to make it through that 24 hours. So for me to walk away from big hurt a lot, but nowhere near enough to be like, I'm so devastated. Right, like, right. are you fucking joking? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. more angry at the, the personal. Yeah, I'm, I'm know, very dynamics. disappointed in the level of degeneracy. Is degeneracy a word? Yep. Degeneracy is yep. a fucking word. Okay. Degeneracy that I was treated with and shown yeah. by people whose image I built. Right. Let's keep that in context. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good question one, Mike. That was a good question. <laughs> we got it up. All right, let's no. pull it back. So we're in uh, the OPP uh, headquarters here. Yes. Um, the reason being is Hasho's got an event at the end of this month. Speaking of your wife, Jerry, can you pass um, me those? We need a lighter for. Uh, no, I just need the papers. Yes, we have an event for. Got an event, so yes. let, let's talk about that. Where, what, um, um, what's the deal with this event? Okay, so years and years ago, we found out that Sarah had multiple sclerosis, and we we've always been walking. Like since I started dating her, um, true story is that like her aunt passed away, maybe like ten. No, more. Fuck. Damn. A long time ago, she passed away. Very young of MS, and it was very aggressive, and it came on very quickly. What am I doing? And it came on very quickly. Um, long, long story short, now Sarah has it since 2008 or nine. We found out, so she's always, ha she's always had it. And her first cousin, Andrew, her dad's sister's son, the sister that passed away, her Aunt Rosalie, her son had so it's obviously hereditary in this family 
Um, so since then we've been walking and you know fundraising. Right before Sarah got sick, I started doing more uh, personal events like outside of the walk just to fundraise. Sort of using my platform in the weed community to do clothing or whatever. Then Sarah got sick. I did a walk that had like 200 people at it, et cetera, and it really sparked us to do something bigger. So last year, my good friends from High North Labs, Rick, uh, John, Steph, everybody, like the staff there is just incredible, like superhumans in general. Um, they put on a golf tournament and reached out to me and were like, yo, we'd love to do something for Sarah. You don't strike me as a golfer. I'm, an, I'm a six handicap, my friend. Really? I was. I probably played like Fuck, an eight, that's nine impressive. now. Yeah, yeah. Shit, nice. I don't, I don't strike people as a lot of things. <laughs> but yes, I'm a member of a private course as well. Nice. So if you ever want to play. I but, don't. So we did Hasho's hole, beat the pro hole um, with their support. Like, again, I don't want to like just gush, but they're just incredible. Um, so they, with their help, pretty much they donated like 15 grand. And then we had raised a bunch of money. So we got invited to what, what was called the Walk of Champions or something like that in Vegas by MS Society. And they were just so blown away because we're not like a we're not a registered charity. We're per, we're um, what do they call us? Like private Non-profit? fundraisers. Okay. We're private fund. So for, I guess for our level of fundraising as a private couple, if you if you raise over a certain amount, you get to go to this trip once a year. But then we saw like the effect. Like once we were in that room, it, it and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, it became quickly not about a trip, which was cool at the beginning. We were like, yo, free trip to Vegas, cool, right? Yeah. Yo, you. But then you're in the room with like 80 people all telling their stories during the meet and greet and nobody cannot cry. Like you have 70 year old people walking in wheelchairs and shit. Like, I mean, old people with health problems, et cetera, flying. And like, yo, their daughter died at 23 Uh. or so like you're hearing these stories and you're like, yo, I fucking hate social media. Like, I remember that day one of the ladies from MS being like, oh, would you would you post this for us? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I took a deep breath and I was like, I fucking hate social media. Like, <laughs> I don't. Man, it's it so It doesn't hard. make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make it sense. It doesn't, man. At a certain it point, doesn't. people are going to hit real life. You're going to start losing people. And you're going to be like, yo, I don't, I don't want to put on a show for the internet anymore. I just don't have it in me anymore. Because let's be honest, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So that trip kind of changed everything. And now that led us here. And I was like, yo, Sarah, we're never not aiming for 50 grand. Like, I don't give a fuck about the trip. Even if I'm working and we can't go on the trip, I'm aiming for 50 grand every year. We're not going to hit that, right? But we threw this together with the help of OPP, uh, amazing sponsors like, oh, shit, Toke, Bullrider, Selfless Promo. <laughs> get the new bull so rider. Get, get the Aussie Kush is fire. And we have some real bull rider for you guys. Jeff sent some real bull rider from nice. uh, from Van. So we're going to give you guys a bunch of that. But yeah, so we're doing a week long. <clears throat> this is going to get turned into a full art gallery. Multiple artists from across Canada and the US are all going to have a space. You can come smoke. There's going to be free pre-rolls. So from Monday to Friday, 
uh, from the 25th to the 29th. Anybody can come from noon to 10 p.m. Just donate five or 10 bucks, come walk through it. There's gonna be freebies every night from different sponsors. You donate your 10 bucks, you probably leave with a couple pre-rolls, more than 10 bucks. Bring <laughs> a companion, bring a date, bring a friend, come come support a good cause, come see some art, buy, some, your art? buy some art. I mean, I'll have pieces shown. I'm not nice. listed as one of the artists on the event because I don't want it to be about me. People are very black and white about me and I don't want it to, uh, to ruin Color the, the event. event, you know, sort God, of. Yeah. So um, tickets are for sale at our link, link in the bio at Sarah's Soldiers for MS or my bio or Sarah's bio or Toasty MLC's bio. Kindling um, Media's bio. Kindling we'll Media's bio. Thank you to Kindling for everything. Thank you for this. Um, but yeah, it's a hundred bucks. It's going to be fully catered. We have Sugo Toronto. We have Tito's Vodka. I, so many sponsors. It's, it's crazy. We have so much weed. You're going to leave with a, a gift pack that's going to last you a month. And you're, you're not donating it to us for anybody that's like, I wonder where the money goes. You have to donate it to the link. We get an email with your name and donation, and that's how you get your ticket. So there's yeah. no like, bring no cash. skimming or whatever. Who like the, the telemarket, a new telemarketer show where they're like, Ugh. you know, taking it on, and then they Bro. take keep ninety percent. So let's just. I want to just get I don't into. I want that. your money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want from anybody is anything because I don't want to owe you shit. You either want to donate or you don't. I'm good with it either way. But I hope you come. I really do because it's going to be fucking epic. It's going to be limited to 85 people so that there's seats, there's chilling. Like if you've ever been to this space, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it's going to be incredible when we're done with it in three weeks. Love so it. I hope everybody shows up. And yes, um, long story short, which every year we're going to aim to do something bigger and better. And we're going to aim to collect money from the likes of like Nike and Red Bull. Yep. You know, we want to like fundraise from people that have money to give to us instead of the government. Give it to me instead of tax. Yes. Maybe these events will become free for everybody and you can just come and buy art, which I hope you do anyway. But like this isn't about, you know, like taking money from the average person like me who doesn't have it or blah, blah, blah. I really just want to help. So only come if you can, but come. Does right. that make sense? That does. So I want to I want to clarify that too. So you're, um, so you mentioned we're private fundraisers, right? Like you throw these events, you know, multiple times a year. Your goal yeah. is to raise money, 100 percent of proceeds going to. Is it the foundation that is that all this money goes to, or do you have your own sort of, you know? So like, we're just a verified registered charity. We have mm -hmm. our own link and like um, people that we work with at uh, MS Canada. Mm -hmm. But it all goes to MS. So you research. It's just MS Canada. Got so you. whatever MS Canada, I'm, I'm assuming research is a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, but whatever they delegate the money to is kind of beyond me. I, I'm not going to speak for them, but it goes. So it goes under a private link that's like our team, the Sarah Soldiers link. So it's Got not you. like um, you're randomly just going to the MS website and clicking donate here. Gotcha. It's actually going through us, right? which in turn, like, we don't get anything from. But what it does do is, like, it gets it, it shows them that different communities of people, like young, white, tattooed, uh, cool. Jewish girl, uh, like, well, I'm Arabic and fucking Italian. I don't even know if I'm <laughs> white. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. But I don't know what the fuck I am. And I'm still, I'm 43. Uh, 
hope I figure that shit out. But it's a cool thing. Like when you get to experience the room that we got to experience, you really do realize that this shit isn't just um, nameless and faceless. What's the vision for this? So you mentioned Nike and uh, getting I'm, I'm, you know, getting sponsors for it. So like zooming out. Um, what's the vision for where we're, where you're going with this? Like in terms of, is it just having these events, really connecting, getting these stories out? Like that room you talked about in Vegas, where you're seeing these people tell stories that are really sort of impactful. Yeah. And it's, so it's that it's, it's getting a megaphone out. It's, it's using that megaphone to attract dollars in and figuring this MS thing the fuck out basically. Right. 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 Uh, Yeah. I, 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 yeah, you just, you said it. Yeah. Perfectly. Like, I have so many friends and family members that suffer from it. And and like, I mean, the shit part about life is and kudos to ev- first of all, kudos to everybody that speaks up for anything, no matter how small the platform, whether it's cancer research, fucking diabetes. I, I'm not good. I'm so stupid. Like, I, whatever disease. Right. Like you don't wake up one day and you're like, I want to suffer so fucking bad in the small amount of fucking time that I have on this earth. So if you have a family member suffering from fucking anything, hit me up. I want to help. Right. And that's another thing too, is I feel like there's like this facelessness to it or anonymity where it's like you go to an event, you donate and you know, without those sort of like stories and connection, you don't get the struggle. So like, you know, the, the day to day of living with MS, I am sure is like the, the grind, right? Like it's oh. not, it's not like there's a, the, the event happens and you go home and great. It's like, you have to live with this shit every day. It doesn't right? change so shit like, for us. Yeah. Does that, does that bring your world together a little bit where it's like, you know, you're steeped in the cannabis world. There's obviously this, like a ton of, you know, research and, you know, um, sort of dialogue about, how effects of MS can be mitigated by cannabis. Is that, do you even delve into that? Or is that like those two worlds, do they interact for you at all? Do they touch each other? Or is it like, you know what, this is sort of like, you know, church and state. Listen, we've tried everything. Right. The CBDs, the combination of CBDs, everything. Yeah. Um, Specifically for my wife. And there does, there does always have, You've got underlying aspect of like quality of life, right? So if she's getting too high or right. it's not comfortable or yeah. like she does have kids. she does. So the thing is like if you're taking um, Oxycontin or a narcotic and you feel off or not yourself, you're very custom. Obviously, there's the addiction aspect. For me, I took one after my surgery, blah, 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 long story. I hated them. I almost had to have my stomach pumped. I don't <laughs> understand medication. I don't, I don't get how people do it recreationally, but anyways, there's that same thing for weed, right? Not everybody loves it. Not everybody thinks it's a cure for everything. Right. So what happened was we did all our testing and edibles and this and that. And she just was like, Mike, honestly, if I have to suffer, I'll suffer. Cause I can't, I can't do this. Right. And this is not a plug on my children. Ask anybody that knows me for the length of time I've been saying this. She posted about it on a forum in Facebook in like 2016. We have a screenshot of it. When she smokes Bull Rider, and I'm sure there's other strains that if we genetically tested Bull Rider, we could link it back to 
Seedsman Hayes or Congolese or it's a mother from the fine bull rider its lineage check any literature about MS you will always hear about the bull rider weed strain they mention that literally what started what is in San it about Diego it? blah 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 it was given to a guy in Canada that guy is Jeff Tech I think the guy's name was Big Mo he's a legend rest in peace Big Mo he's from the bay he gifted it to Jeff when he was living there it's a long story Jeff yeah. is a fucking legend anyways <laughs> I could just brag about my friends all day, but the, the point is the only thing we've ever found that actually genuinely helps her from a medical standpoint, not from a high standpoint, fully functional high, it's bull rider. So I'm forced to always have bull rider and it helps her. Is a bit of it a placebo? I'm sure. Is there probably some sort of medical? Yeah, man, it's a plant. Yeah. Well, you say it's a placebo, but she's mentioned that this particular strain has some functionality that others don't. So is it really a placebo? Like, what is it about this well, strain? Well, it's the like, same. If you know anything about like a music producer named uh, Noah Shabib, yeah, OVO yeah. 40, he's the he's bull rider, right? He's the guy. He's the face. MS. He's the one pushing it. He, he has MS. But the reality is like before Noah... Before, you know, the entourage effect that comes from him, Bull Rider was a 10-year-long thing with, with that same lineage, with that same sort of um, story behind it. And funny enough, somebody like that, like that could have access to anything, anything he wants, delivered, probably. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't smoke Bull Rider just because. That became a, a business thing years later. Gotcha. Years, so, again, when you have two cases of people in my life that have zero reason in the fucking world to lie to anybody, let alone me, who just wants to help both of them, what, like, I have to believe it. I smoke weed for fun. I grew up a skateboarder. I grew up with trauma and fucking ADHD, and I use my hands to talk, and... I use weed and maybe it's maybe it's medicinal maybe I use it medicinally and I just never attributed it to that but that's that's semantics I think I think so yeah I think so that's interesting so you've had you've taken I wouldn't call it a pause but maybe a step back from uh, pause a pause okay we'll call it a For pause sure. so from your vantage point now like where do you see in the last sort of little while or since we talked, where do you see the community locally in terms of like the com cannabis community? We don't like, have one. Has it changed? Is it we don't growing? Have one. There isn't one. No, we lost it. Where do we lose it? We fully lost it about a year ago. But once we lost the black market, um, we lost our ability to like police ourselves. We lost our ability to be who we are to it in a sense. Mm -hmm. Once you fully, once you can't fully market yourself, you don't realize how crippling that is because you can go through, you know, like Tiffany's Cartier, hundreds of year old brands that are built on a mission statement that are built on a thing. And then the counter to that is like skateboard culture or hip hop culture where a t-shirt or a skateboard is literally a t-shirt. You can get it from anywhere. 
A skateboard is a piece of wood on a wall with a hundred other options. You're only buying that board or that t-shirt because of a guy. You watched a video, you saw a guy, that one guy on that team, you're like, ah, that guy's style, that. So I'm old and always saw things ground roots, like grassroots, ground up type of shit. Demos, handing out stickers, signings. You have to put your heart and soul into a company. There has to be a, a mission behind the brand at the very least. Like an original thread that people can connect with where so, like you're actually at the skate park. You're an authentic skater. You know what I mean? Like so pulling back the Hashel brand and not relicensing it or giving it to somebody else or was definitely a very well thought out, long, hard thought out thing. And all I say, I said this on a podcast recently, is this when when companies can be something rather than. A specific, like a specific font on a black jar. Because at that point, if you're a really good producer, a black market, etc., a bull rider, a nudes, you grow and you grow fire, you have the capability, an organic craft, a cake and caviar. There's so many that are good, that could be great, but right now they're good. If they didn't spend any money on marketing, pulled their brands and just white labeled for brands that have a better chance in the brand sense, they'd probably just make more money yeah. feeding these other brands. It's like in the US, all the breeders are selling the cuts. The logistics are being handled by a grow and that's being put into a jar. So it, it you're only as good as your chain of command. It's like the dairy industry or the, what we're trying to do right now is build up brands like black market. Black market is a black jar with a white font. Yeah. And if I asked you who they were right now, you'd be like, they're a weed company. Yeah. Cookies is burner. Yeah. It's an image. It's a guy. I don't care if you like it or hate it. It's a person and he's done extremely well. So you're just a hater if you don't. But like a skateboard company or like to be a Tiffany's or a Louis Vuitton, even Louis Vuitton had Virgil. Mm -hmm. Do you, like there's, you got to buy into something. I say this all the time. Like, Name an LP. And people think I'm hating on black market. They should be fucking loving me. I buy hundreds of their jars and I, they're the equivalent of an amazing brand with a bad strategy. Like their rep is even the best rep in the industry. Ali's like, anyways, you can't even teach that kind of like social intelligence and emotional, and emotional intelligence. So kudos to black market. I use you as a reference because you deserve to be picked on. Um, <laughs> My point though, before I get way off topic is we're gonna get to a point where brands don't mean shit because there's a million of them. What's your mission statement? Do you have a charity? You know how many times I've found out that people have MS? Oh, the owner of this has MS. Oh, my aunt has a... They work at LPs, they're fucking on the board, they're investors. Why the fuck don't you guys support a charity? Right. Why? Like, how has nobody to this point thought like, yo, we need a mission. Like, we need a mission. Gotcha. Why don't we have like, you know, shoe companies donate shoes. Um, coffee companies replant trees in Uganda. Like, selflessly, like, why don't you guys do something? Listen, it got to the point where I was just staring at like phone calls of like, yo, I have this investor or, hey, I'd love to buy this or, 
and you're staring at these walls of endless product going like, fuck this. Right. There's just no feeling. There's no soul in this industry. I need it to go back to like a skate shop. Like if, if it's just going to be value buds and can of cabana, cool. <laughs> Please somebody start selling me black market weed again. Okay. Because like those are amazingly built companies. They're, they're powerhouses. But, you know, I've said this before, it's going to come to a point where nobody's going to be able to compete with them. And if you want to buy legally, they're going to be like 80%, 90%. You'll have a few mom and pops. Yeah. But Canna Cabana is just too well built. Like right now, I love a nameless, faceless company called Black Market because I think their weed right now is the best on a consistent basis. Then you have guys like Nudes, you have Bull Rider, you have Organic Craft, you have... And why am I? I always do this. <laughs> There's a bunch of good brands, but they're good brands. And it, so the the sort of um, you need to one have a, a good product, a just that's assumed, and then B you're saying it has to mean something, and then you're you're good. I mean, at least at that point, people will make like a decision from somewhere in their body. Like if you're just depending not an economic, not a transactional decision. On Instagram hype and being cool at the moment, yo, you better spend a lot of money on really good social media people, really good, because that's a daily, very taxing thing to play a role and play a character every day. <laughs> yeah. So if your character isn't a hundred percent real, yeah. And that's that guy's just going to be that guy regardless 24 hours. You're in a lot of fucking trouble. Right. If your message isn't true, you're in a lot of fucking trouble. And it's cool that companies like Black Market don't have a message because maybe they don't have one. And they're like, look, we're not going to take a stand on shit. You've already said 10 times we grow the best weed. Fuck them. Right, right. Cool. Yeah. Fuck them. We're not, I'm not we telling don't need to pay an to, influencer look, to tell I'm you that. I'm just some fucking idiot right. with a blunt in his hand being like, you should just white label for people. <laughs> Listen, I don't know, man. And now there's all this like, yo, what do you think about shipping to Israel? And it's like, bro, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> Is that the next thing I'm now? I'm just it's... trying to raise kids and not fucking be a statistic. Like, not be under a Twitter pylon. I don't even have Twitter, dude. I'd probably be dead by now. Yeah. He's oh, a misogynist. <laughs> so... Obviously, like the the tenor is fairly negative right now. There's some LPs include. I don't know if you're familiar with Tantalus Labs or yep. whatever, where yep. like it is their creditor is just the government. It's the government that they owe money to for excise tax. It's a quality operator. Met the guy. Great guy. Um, and Look, there's a lot of great business being done in the space. Yeah. Business. What if not everybody wants to do that type of business. What if somebody wants to open a coffee shop and not open 500 more? Yeah. So we're in that tide pool right now where it's like the strong mom and pops really have to hold on for a little while because there's going to be another resurgence in like two to three years where a really cool, really niche shop run by the right people with the right vibe is going to fucking kill. 
Because it's authentic. Because it's authentic. Yeah, yeah. The, like, you go to Vancouver and you see, like, the THC legendaries. You see um, Sunrise Cannabis. You see, like, Sunrise Cannabis, for example, has set themselves in such a different meteor of love and acceptance and credibility and stature. It's probably one of those places that if it was ever in jeopardy of shutting down, they'd have, like, a GoFundMe at 100K <laughs> in a fucking 24 hours. This is a retailer at oh, West? Oh, yes, the best. Best in Canada. What's the name? Sunrise Cannabis. And I'm just being biased. I love you, Spencer. You fucking, you're a G. But I, I, <laughs> I, love, I love those two shops. Like, nice. Love them to death. But to me, the guy that owns, one of the owners of Sunrise is super legacy. Like, and he's just, he's like a one in a million person. He's, this, right. he's a guy named Robin. So anyways, biased towards Sunrise. But like, they'll withstand the test of time. And if they had like a brand, like a Sunrise Cannabis brand, like a pre-roll or this or yeah. that in their store, I bet you it outsells every fucking brand. And that's not because of they curate a great assortment or because the layout's beautiful. How do you the best it's, assortment? <laughs> I know. So How it, can you do that? You can't make a relationship <laughs> with anybody. You're buying off a fucking list. Yeah, yeah. What, are you going to be a smarter buyer? Yeah. No, because yeah. stuff is clearly shit or good. And Robin's the type of guy like, Bro, even when I was with Ghost Drops and we have the longest personal relationship, I don't remember how it came up, but he was like, yo, your shit's trash. I'm like, thank you, I know. <laughs> That's fucking funny. And I was like, please just don't say it like out loud. I have two kids. It's like, I got you. And the thing is like, even Ghost Drops, people always want to use them as a dartboard, but it's like, yo, they're a platform. You could say, oh, they're gonna grow. Okay, dummy. And in the Paralympics, Usain Bolt's never gonna run against. Like, why the fuck would you even? Why are they, they dartboard? Uh, well, I mean, I guess because of my affiliation to them, I get a lot of the the feedback. You know, let's call it. Gaia Flack. And they're one of those companies where it's very like love or hate, black or white. It seems like there's just a lot of hate, to be honest. Like, uh, I don't hear much, okay, much good topic. shit. Okay. All they right. did it. Listen, oh, I'm not talking about Ghost Rock. At the I'm end of the day, I'm just talking about generally. Like, no, I, oh, in general. Like, okay, just cool. Generally, I just don't it wanna, seems like yeah. a doomy cloud. Like, everyone's fucked and so like, when no one's authentic. Like, when and, people are like, yo, <laughs> why'd you do that collab with Organic Craft and not just like follow it up or whatever? And I'm like, because it was for my wife's charity. And the only reason I did it is for Abby and Josh and Dom. It was, again, because of a personal... If, if nobody... If people probably stop listening by now. But if you take <laughs> one thing from this podcast, take this. I don't know when shit's going to happen. I don't know fucking... Okay? I'm just kind of good at guessing. So if you're going to bet, bet on this. This industry one day will be relationship-based. There will be a large area where if you don't have a personal relationship with a grower, a buyer, ex, you know what I'm, a personal yep. fucking relationship, not a buy sheet, personal. It will. You know what that requires, though? You need to remove the wholesaler, uh, the government as the wholesaler. It's starting. Because, because they're the centerpiece that everything you can flows do direct, through and then flows out. You can so you do can, direct in BC. That's a big step. It's not perfect yet. There's flaws. There's flaws in every relationship in the world. Man, woman, man, dog. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's a relationship. It takes work. It takes time. We have a relationship with the government. We have a relationship with 
our plant, we have a relationship with time, air, everything affects what we do. So if we're gonna sit around and bitch about it, cool, I don't want part of the conversation. If we're gonna sit around and talk behind people's backs and not on camera, I don't want part of it. Mm -hmm. I will say, I 100% would put money on the fact that if you don't have a relationship, a genuine one with people already, and you try and build fake ones now, let's say you heard me say this and you're like, I've been thinking that. Monday morning comes and you guys have a board meeting. Did you hear what Hasho said on Kindling? I've been thinking this. Well, think, think very strongly about it because when it's available and we're given the ability you're going to see how many relationships blossom right off the bat yeah. because it's already been genuine for five years. Right. The, look, I have people reaching out from the U.S. all the time and you'd think, but why? They have all the money. They have all the infrastructure. No, they don't. They have all the money. Every country has millionaires, billionaires. They've never seen federal regulation. Right. We're their outlet to Germany, Australia, Israel. If you're a billion dollar company in the US, you should just buy a Canadian entity. Why even fuck around? I think that's not gonna happen, yeah. They have to start buying up Canadian entities because for pennies on the dollar, they're gonna get the infrastructure, the licensing. In reality, running that type of business in Canada versus state <laughs> regulation, exactly. I wish people could see the face you made. Yeah. It's a no-brainer for them to come here. And trust me, they're, like you said, they're already coming. They're already reaching out. I'm sure a lot of consultants, et cetera, have gotten calls. Look, the whole, it's a whole new world in terms of business coming up. And that's what I love about it is it's its own separate thing. That like intercontinental shipping and like companies are like black, not black market, uh, lot 420. There's already, my buddy lives in Israel and he's like, yo, we just got, yo, we just got, I'm like, Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like current drops. Yeah. Like they're getting it when we get it. Yeah. You're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the Canadians are fighting for fucking pennies <laughs> and cool points on Instagram. Yeah. Like, show me where an Instagram click has ever made you a dollar. Doesn't happen, but you have to do it. Yeah. You know, you have to wake up every morning and put your pants on backwards, just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, everyone else in this industry. And play a game that you don't understand why you're playing. And when people are like, why'd you dip out? I'm like, because I didn't understand what I was doing anymore. I came in at one point with a dream and a goal. And then somewhere along the line, somebody stole that contractually. Like he lost the North Star a little bit. Like I just woke up I lost and it's everything. Like, I'm but, doing this. I'm doing that. But where am I going? I'm not going to do this because it's going to take too long. But if you, if like we ever want to dive into my career, like chronologically, I was basically fought for for like at the beginning for so long because Nobody, of your authenticity in the, in the legacy market. Have, they yeah, want to. Like, I was you were tokenized. Pro. You were Token. literally tokenized. <laughs> I didn't make hash for the first two companies I worked for: Supreme Cannabis and Bullrider. Not even had a lab. It was literally a fight to say like, don't fuck with us, we have Hasho, which right. was cool. Yeah. But like in, in theory, and then le leaks into ghost drops, et cetera, if I hadn't made Hash for Organicraft, when's the last time I've made Hash? Right. It was like a good year and a half, two year period. Huh. I was just sick of not doing anything. And like, 
I was never a character. I don't think people really get that. And I, I was kind of forced at a certain point to be one. And I was just like, yo, this is not even worth. You'd have to pay me so much more. And I mean, like, I'm authentically saying I wouldn't relicense. Please, if you have a valuable brand, if you've made a name for yourself, Canadian dabs, um, Van Span, uh, Heavenly Days, uh, so many dudes fucking. Oh, my God. Pineapple Reserve. Please, if you know I love you, just please understand I'm talking about you. You guys have built real value. And there's no real value here yet. And if you sign a licensing deal without funding yourself, you're getting paid nothing. Please don't do it. I like it. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up wrap the up. Uh, the Canadian uh, whirlwind story. I want to uh, I never got a real a real insight on this. You went down with uh, our uh, kindling content chief, uh, Jeremy, down to New York. Guys a loser. Um, you, what's that? Guy's a loser. <laughs> you were uh, you visited one of the most exclusive invite only celebrity laden clubs called the Aster, Aster Club. Yeah. Shout out Matt and Ben. Yes. Nice. Yes, so tell yes. us everyone that was there in their full government name. <laughs> oh my God. What, what, yo, what were we there for? What, what event was that? It was right after. That was like a, a coffee and hash taste. <laughs> that was when something. I was super sick and I couldn't find a time to get a haircut. What was that for? Um, the, the hash tasting that Helios Yeah, it was hash threw? tasting. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So, but tell me about it. what's the Astor Club like? Where, okay, so Astor Club is just this. Again, it's like a a private invite only type. Of, if you know, you know. Yeah, you yeah. got to be on the list. Blah blah blah. Register yourself. Type of shit. Um, it, it quickly became like um, the place in New York to get the best weed, to see celebrities, to be part of events like. See, the thing about Matt and Ben and Aster is it's not like um, it's not all bougie and like it's not like what people make it out to be when they hear it's it's not, bro. It's like where we're sitting. I swear. It's like your homie's apartment that lives in a dope spot in Manhattan. Um, That's a dope spot for Manhattan. P.S. Yeah. yeah. But it's super small and intimate. They got a nice courtyard in the back. But I think what they've done is just. They've built a very genuine, community. authentic community. There we are. That's what and I'm... for people always say, oh, did you see this guy there? And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. But like, imagine seeing a dude sitting on a couch with his homies and being like, hey, yo, man, when I was 20 years old, I fucking loved your album like 23 years ago. Like, it's one of those places where that's not accepted, but nobody ever has to say that. Like, Got ya. when you're in there, you're kind of nobody. And everybody. Guy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's on the same level, is it, what you mean. You're just here. Right. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Buy weed. Be friendly. Like, they have so many characters at that place. I wish I knew their names. Ah. Oh, man. But, like, it's a place, like, there's no way I'll ever be able to go to New York and not call Matt and Ben and be like, yep, we're rolling through. Yeah. You know? Like, and again, like, if you need anything from California, like, if, if you saw it on Instagram and you're like, I need to try a $1,200 ounce of elephant's growth. That's the only That's chance the you're going to get. That's the only chance you're going to get. And again, you're nobody. So whoever you are, the price on the menu is the price. You don't get right. safety like that. Like, yo, even the fucking security at the door knows me as the Canadian guy. 
You know, like they are not just big thugs. They're fucking paying attention. Like it's just run by professionals who are like they never straight, straight up. I'm going to look in the camera. You will never go to Astor Club and catch Matt without a blunt in his hand. If he's putting one out, he's got one weight. That's funny. So I'm not playing like three, four, five grammars all fucking day. They're the realist. And that's why people like Styles and Jada Kiss and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Go there, do their line through there. Now there's Astor Club LA. I can't fucking wait to go sleep on TJ's couch. Casual Club Toronto, man. Nah, fuck. <laughs> Come on. Nah, nah. <laughs> We're not using my name for anything anymore. That can fuck off. We'll talk after. Yeah, um, we'll talk after. So last thing, uh, yeah, we'll just, I keep trying to wrap it up. Yeah, but wrap I, it up, I do want to hear. I do want to hear. For sure, for sure. Uh, Astor what? Club is the shit. Everybody is anybody. You just got to be cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, give this industry two years in Canada and we'll be more than an outlet for the States to make money. We'll be. Will there ever be a hash community hash? Will there ever be a brand that can survive on a hundred dollar gram? Not in my career. However Hmm. long you think that is. I'm 43. You do the math. I'm going to be generous on that math. I hope you are. But in my career that I still give myself, I don't see a live rosin melt company being solely that succeeding in this economy. Yeah, yeah. And let's put in perspective, yes, I'm just an opinion, but I've had a lot of back access to very, very public numbers to anybody with the access. I'm not saying some secret shit. This isn't the CIA. <laughs> but I, I was an LP. I was like, I have friends that are, you had a 360 to, view of I everything. I had a 360 yeah, yeah. view of real right. numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you're not coming back anytime soon. For really. what? Right. <laughs> I don't want to play you for last place. Yeah, yeah. I Got don't you. care. I'm not coming. I don't want the bronze medal. I don't want to tell my mom I won third. She's like, you came in <laughs> second. So there's a guy that won. Then there's a guy that's proud of losing. Then there's you that's proud of winning to the worst yeah. Mike, fuck off. Yeah. Do you know how long I went to school for to get two masters? And you came in third place and shut the fuck up. And if anybody's offended by that, I'm really sorry. I just don't come from the generation of, what do they call them? Participation medals. Right. Lose with class. That's fine. I'm not showing up for the fucking consolation game. The crumbs. Oh, we both lost. Let's yeah. go get drunk. I don't drink, but like. I get it. Let's go fucking do something. I got it. You know? We are going to have that podcast with uh, your chronological career. Um, But for now, uh, tell us about the event, where people can find it. We're going to shout it out. Let's get people here. September 25th to 30th, OPP 68 Geary. This space will be fucking a lot of work, but we have the best bones in the city. Can you picture a better gallery than this? No. White walls. Fuck. Um, This place is going to be transformed. Um gallery bar shopping area um there's gonna be like vendor like um sorry sponsor yeah yeah. clothing blah 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 we're gonna have like a vintage market so if you want like super rare t-shirts for that week it's just come from noon on grab a coffee locally grass fuck what was that dark horse that we just went dark horse is like one of the best coffee best Eh, it's up there top three for sure top three for sure they've been slipping top three but empanada place you have um, what's that pizza place up the street that's so fire 
oh my god, I'm so bad. Anyways, anyway, super good food in this. This is gentrified Kiri, you know. Yep. So, listen, come kick it. It's the end of September. Um, September 30th is the final night. It's a hundred dollars a ticket. I promise you, you will leave here full, happy. Um, sponsors, man. I wish I brought a list. I'm what so. What do people bad need to do? They got to click the Just link click and the sign link. up, buy a ticket, and they're no, showing you know up. You to sign up. You click the link in the bio. You go to Sarah Soldiers for MS or any of our Kindling. Yep. Hasho, um, Masterlink Consulting, Toasty MLC, Hustle Girl. Uh, there's so many people. I will post it on my socials all month. Um, it's a hundred dollars. You get a tax receipt, so there you get go. to claim that with the government at the end. There we go. Uh, that gives us your name. That's your ticket at the door. There'll be security. There'll be catering. Like this isn't. Uh, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but this isn't a weed event. We right. have some weed sponsors. We have some drink sponsors. This is an event for adults from 19 and up. That sounds that want enticing. to support something really solid from a family that's been doing it for nine years now um, and is recognized by a legitimate body that will be in attendance. MS Canada will be here. We have a couple surprise guests. Nice. We have a couple surprise guests. Um, and I, I promise you the food's going to blow your mind. You're going to get a, everybody gets a loot bag. I, I just hope it's dope. You know what I mean? Like, not for me. This is, I'm not even on the flyer. So we're I done. We're yeah, done you know? with using the hash show name. That's yeah, it's blown the fuck out, man. Nice, man. It's blown out. He's a guy. He's a real guy. His name's Mike. There he is. Well, do, well you know, I, it'll always I'll always be Pharaoh and Hasho. I, I mean, yeah, I, I unknowingly was just those entities. I was genuinely just those entities. Yeah. Um, and I'm not abandoning anything. All I'm saying is like, I just don't think. For somebody like me, at my age especially, if I was 20-something, this might be a different conversation. And I give all that kind of respect and credit to people that are going, is he crazy? Shut up, man. <laughs> it's like, bro, but you're not here. You know what yeah. I mean? You haven't had the rug pulled out from under you multiple times and realize through looking at numbers that everybody really is in a, in a race for the bottom because we were forced at the beginning of this industry to spend so much money. And just do like reverse math. Like I walked into so many meetings. This is the end where they're like, could you sell like 15,000 grams of hash a month? Pardon? And I'm like, to fucking who? <laughs> yeah. To fucking who? <laughs> so like, how much did you sell in the black market? Like, do you realize what a thousand grams of hash is? Even if I sold a thousand grams a month at my height in the black market. That was me making a lot of fucking hash and reaping all the rewards. Yeah. So it was somewhat worth it. Right. Then trapping started. All the third parties, all the race to the bottom hash makers. Death by a thousand cut Fuck shit. That shit. Yeah. So here we go. That's it. Thank End you, of September. Kindling. Here we go. Thank you, That's Bull Mike. Rider. Thank you, everybody. That's Thank the you, Toke. Thank you. Thank you, Tito's. Thank you. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck. I'll post on my socials. Keep an eye out on my socials. I will thank everybody. I'm just fucking sitting grateful. in front of a camera. I'm very grateful for everything. Thank you, OPP, for giving me the space and letting me fuck it up <laughs> for a whole entire week. And please roll through. This is going to be dope. You got it. All right. Cheers. All right, boys. Thank you.